an Osho talk. When eternity penetrates time, by Osho. Number 27 of the audiobook series, Hari Om Tat Sat. The question seems to be simple. But the answer is very complex. And the complexity becomes multidimensional. Because the answer can come only from your own experience, not from outside. Just as the question is arising in you, the answer has to also be part of your interiority. But I will go into a little detail to explain what I mean when I say that the moment is rare when eternity penetrates time. Time is in which we live. It is horizontal. It is from A to B to C to D. It is in a line. Eternity is vertical. 
it is not from a to b and from b to c it is from a to more a to still more a it goes on upwards the moment is rare because it happens only when meditation has reached ripening maturity when you have touched your innermost core then suddenly you become aware that you are a crossroads a line goes horizontal in other words mediocre ordinary meaningless and finally to death the horizontal line is continuously moving towards the graveyard i have told you this story significant in many ways to be reminded a great king in his dreams saw a shadow and became afraid even in the dream and asked what do you want the shadow said i have not come to ask for anything i have come just to inform you this evening at the right place when the sun will be setting you will breathe your last breath ordinarily i don't come to inform people but you are a great emperor it is just 
to pay respect to you. The emperor became so afraid that he woke up perspiring, could not think what to do. The only thing he could think of was to call all the wise men, astrologers, prophets, and to find out the meaning of the dream. The dream analysis is thought to be originated with Sigmund Freud. That's not true. It originated with this emperor 1000 years before. In the middle of the night, all the prophets of his capital, all the wise men, all those who are concerned in some way with the future, dream readers, They were told the story, the story was simple. They had brought their scriptures and they started arguing with each other that this cannot be the meaning or this is bound to be the meaning. They wasted time, the sun started rising, the king has an old servant whom he treated just as a father, because his father died very early, he was too young. And he has given the guardianship to this servant and told him, take care that he becomes my successor and does not lose the kingdom. And the servant managed. Now he was very old. But he was not treated as a servant, he was almost as respected as a father.
he came close to the emperor and said i want to say two things to you you have always listened to me i am not a prophet and i am not a astrologer and i don't know what all nonsense is going on the scriptures are being consulted one thing is that once the sun has risen the sunset is not very far and these people the so called knowledgeable people have never come to any conclusion in centuries just in one day they will quarrel argue destroy each other's argument but you cannot hope that they will come to a consensus a conclusion let them do their discussions my suggestion is you have the best horse in the world those were the days of the horses you take the horse and escape from this palace as fast as possible this much is certain that you should not be here and you should be far away it was logical rational although very simple the king left the great intelligent and the wise arguing they did not even notice that the emperor has left and he certainly had a horse worth a empire he was very proud of the horse there was no other horse known of that strength and there was such a love between the horse and the emperor such deep 
affinity, a kind of synchronicity that the king said to the horse that it seems my death is coming, that shadow was nothing but death. And you have to take me as far away from this palace as you can manage. The horse nodded his head. And he fulfilled his promise. By the evening, as the sun was setting, they were hundreds of miles away from their kingdom. They have reached into another kingdom in disguise. The emperor was very happy. He got down the horse, he was tying the horse with the tree because neither he has eaten anything nor the horse. So he said to the horse, Thank you, my friend. Now I will make arrangements for your food, for my food. We are so far away, there is no fear, but you proved the stories that were told about you. You became almost like a cloud. With such speed, and as he was tying the horse with the tree, the dark shadow appeared and said to the emperor, that I was afraid that you may not be able to make it, but your horse is great. I also thank him. This is the place and this is the time and I was worried you were so far away, how I can manage to take you? The horse served destiny 
it is a strange story but it shows wherever you are going horizontal with whatsoever speed you will end in some graveyard it is strange that every moment our graveyard is coming closer to us even if you don't move your grave is moving towards you the horizontal line of time is in other words the mortality of man but if you can reach to the center of your being the silences of your innermost center you can see two roads one horizontal another vertical you will be surprised to know that the christian cross is not christian at all it is an ancient eastern aryan symbol swastika that's why adolf hitler who was thinking that he is the purest aryan blood chose swastika as his symbol swastika is nothing but two lines crossing in india without knowing in the beginning of the every year the business people will write their books begin their new books with swastika the christian cross is simply a part 
अब दस्वस्ती का बट इट आल्सो रिप्रेजेंट्स द सेम थिंग द वर्टिकल द ओरिजेंटल क्राइस्ट हैंड्स आर वर्टिकल his head and his being is pointing into different direction in a moment of meditation you suddenly see that you can move in two directions either horizontal or vertical the vertical consists of silences blissfulness ecstasies the horizontal consists of hands works the world once a man has known himself as a crossroad he cannot be uninterested he cannot be unintrigued about the vertical horizontal he knows but the vertical opens a door to eternity where death does not exist where one simply becomes more and more part of the cosmic whole where one loses all bondages even the bondage of the body gautam buddha used to say birth is pain life is pain 
death is pain what he was saying is to move on the horizontal line you are continuously miserable painful your life cannot be a life of dance of joy if this was all then suicide was the only solution that's what the contemporary western philosophy of existentialism of jyapal sat jespers heidegger kierkegaard and others has come to the conclusion that life is meaningless on the horizontal plane it is because it is simply agony and pain and disease and sickness and oldness and you are encased in a small body while your consciousness is as vast as the whole universe once the vertical is discovered one starts moving on the vertical line that vertical line does not mean you have to renounce the world but it certainly means that you are no more of the world that the world becomes ephemeral loses importance it does not mean that you have to renounce the world and escape to the mountains and the monasteries it simply means that you start wherever you are living an inner life which was not possible before 
before you were an extrovert, now suddenly you become introvert. As far as the body is concerned, you can manage very easily. If the remembrance is there that you are not the body, but the body can be used in many ways to help you to move in the vertical line. The penetration of the vertical line, just a ray of light into your darkness of horizontal light, is the beginning of enlightenment. You will look the same, but you will not be the same. And those who have a clarity of seeing, to them you will not look the same either. And at least for yourself, you will never look the same. And you can never be the same. You will be in the world, but the world will not be in you. Ambitions, desires, jealousies, will start evaporating. No effort will be needed to drop them. Just your movement on the vertical line and they start disappearing because they cannot exist on the vertical line. They can exist only in the darkness of the horizontal, where everybody is in competition, everybody is full of lust, full of will to power, a great desire to dominate, to become somebody special, 
on the vertical line all these stupidities simply disappear you become so light so weightless just like a lotus flower it is in the water but the water does not touch it you remain in the world but the world has no more any impact on you on the contrary you start influencing the world not with conscious effort but just by your sheer being your presence your grace your beauty as it grows inside it is starts spreading around you it will touch people who have open hearts and it will make people afraid who have lived with a closed heart all windows all doors closed they will not come in contact with such a person and to convince themselves why they are not coming in contact with such a person they will find thousand and one excuses thousand and one lies but the basic fact is that they are afraid to be exposed the man who is moving vertically becomes almost a mirror if you come close to him you will see your real face you will see your ugliness you will see your continuous 
ambitiousness, you will see your begging bowl. Perhaps another story will help you. A man early in the morning, a beggar with a begging bowl, entered the king's garden. The king used to come for a morning walk. Otherwise it was impossible to meet the king, particularly for the beggar. The whole bureaucracy will prevent him. So he had chosen a time when there is no bureaucracy and when the king wants to be alone in silence with the nature, to drink as much beauty and lifeness that nature is sovereign. The beggar encountered him there. The king said, this is not the time, I don't see anybody. The beggar said, I am a beggar. Your bureaucracy is too long and for a beggar it is impossible for you to see. I insist to give me an audience. The king just thought to get rid of him. He said, what do you want? Just say and get it. Don't disturb my morning silence. The beggar said, think twice before you offer me to give something. The king said, you seem to be a strange man. In the first place you entered without any permission into the garden, insisted that you will have to
have an audience with the emperor. And now I'm saying that whatever you want, just say. Don't disturb my peace and don't disturb my silence. The beggar laughed. He said, a peace that is disturbed is not peace. And a silence that is disturbed is just a dream, not a reality. Now the king looked at the beggar He was saying something of tremendous importance. He does not seem to be an ordinary beggar, that is certain. And he said again that I want you to think over because what I want is just fill my begging bowl with anything and I will go, but it has to be full. The king laughed. He said, you are a madman. Do you think your begging bowl cannot be filled? He called his treasurer and told him that fill his beggar. His begging bowl with diamonds, precious stones, The treasurer has no idea what has happened. Nobody fills beggars' bowls with diamonds. And the beggar reminded the treasurer that, remember, unless the begging bowl is full, I am not going to move from here. It is a challenge between a beggar and an emperor. And then there followed a very strange story. As diamonds were poured into his begging bowl, the moment you will pour them, they will disappear. The emperor was in a very embarrassed state, but he said, whatever happens, even if my whole treasury 
is gone. I cannot be defeated by a beggar. I have defeated great emperors. And the whole treasury disappears. And the rumor reached in the capital and thousands of people gathered to see what is happening. And they had never seen the king in such a trembling, nervous breakdown. And finally when nothing was left in the treasury and the begging bowl was still as empty as it was before, he fell into the feet of the beggar and said, you will have to forgive me. I did not understand. I have never thought about these things. I did my best, but now I don't have anything else to offer you. And I will think that you have forgiven me. If you can tell me the secret of your begging bowl, this is a strange begging bowl, just few diamonds would have filled it. It has taken the whole treasury. The beggar laughed and he said, You need not be worried. This is not a begging bowl. I found a human skull and out of the human skull I made this begging bowl. It has not forgotten its old habit. Have you looked into begging, your own begging bowl, your own head? Give it anything and it will be asking more and more and more. It knows only one language more. It is always empty, it is always a beggar. On the horizontal line only beggars exist.
बिकॉज दे आर ऑल ड्रेसिंग फॉर मोर एंड बिकॉज द मोर कैन नॉट बी फुलफिल्ड नॉट दैट यू कैन नॉट गेट टू ए पोजिशन यू वॉन्टेड बट द मूमेंट यू गेट इट देर आर हायर पोजिशंस फॉर ए मूमेंट मे बी ए फ्लिकर ऑफ हैप्पीनेस एंड सेकेंड मूमेंट अगेन द सेम डिस्पेयर एंड द सेम रेस फॉर मोर यू कैन नॉट फुलफिल the idea of more it is intrinsically unfulfillable and this is the horizontal line the line of more and more and more what is the vertical line of being less and less and less to the point of utter emptiness to the point of being nobody just a signature not even on the sand but on the water you have not even made it and it has disappeared the man of vertical line is the authentic sanyasin who is immensely happy in no in being nobody immensely happy with his inner purity emptiness because only emptiness can be pure who is absolutely contented with his nothingness because only nothingness can be in tune with the universe once this tuning with the universe happens you are no more in a sense in the old sense you are no more but you are for the first time 
the whole universe even the far away stars are within you your nothingness can contain them the flowers and the sun and the moon and the whole music of existence you are no more an ego your i has disappeared but that does not mean that you have disappeared on the contrary the moment your i has disappeared you have appeared it is such a great ecstasy to be without the feeling of i without the feeling of any ego without asking for anything more what more you can ask you have nothingness in this nothingness you have become without conquering the whole universe then the singing birds are not only singing outside you they appear outside because this body creates the barrier on the vertical line you become more and more consciousness and less and less body the whole identification with the body disappears in nothingness these words will be within you these flowers these trees and this beautiful morning will be within you in fact then there is no without everything has become your within and you 
cannot have a more richer life when everything has become your within when sun and moon and the stars and the whole infinity of time and space is within you what more do you want this is exactly the meaning of enlightenment to become so non existent as an ego that the whole oceanic existence becomes part of you kabir one great indian mystic uneducated but has written such tremendously significant statements they may not be grammatical one of his statements he corrected before he died he has written when he was young a beautiful statement it was just as a dew drop slips from the lotus leaf in the early morning sun shining like a pearl into the ocean he said the same has happened to me his words are i have been searching my friend rather than finding myself i got lost into the cosmos the dew drop disappeared into the ocean 
just before dying, as he was closing his eyes, he asked his son Kamal, who himself proved of the same caliber and of the same status and sometimes one thinks that he was a man of more courage than Kabir. Kabir is very courageous against all tradition, orthodoxy, everything. But Kamal even criticizes Kabir when he finds something wrong in his statements. He told to Kamal that, please, change my statement which has been praised all over that my friends I have been searching for myself but rather than finding myself I got lost just as the dewdrop disappears into the ocean. Change it. Kamal said, I have always suspected that there is something wrong in it. And he showed his own writing in which he has already corrected it. The correction even before Kabir realized has been done already. That's why Kabir called him Kamal, that you are a miracle. Kamal means miracle. And the man was a miracle. He has changed the line that Kabir wanted, that my friend I was seeking and searching myself, rather than finding myself, 
I have found the whole world, the whole universe. The dewdrop has not disappeared in the ocean, but the ocean has disappeared in the dewdrop. And when the ocean disappears in the dewdrop, the dewdrop is simply losing its boundaries, nothing else. On the vertical line, you become less and less and less and less, and one day, you are no more. A Zen master, Rinjai, has a very absurd habit, but beautiful. Every morning when he will wake up, before opening his eyes, he will say, Rinjai, are you still here? His disciples said that, what kind of nonsense is this? You ask Rinja, are you still here? He said, I am waiting for the moment when the answer will be no. Existence is Rinjai is not. This is the ultimate peak. Human consciousness can reach. This is the ultimate benediction. And unless one reaches to this peak, one will remain wandering into dark pathways, blind, suffering, miserable. He may accumulate much knowledge, he may become a great scholar, but that does not help. The only thing 
a very simple thing is the essence of the whole religious experience and that is meditation you go inwards it will be difficult to get out from the crowd of your thoughts but you are not a thought you can get out of the crowd you can create a distance between you and your thoughts and as the distance grows bigger the thoughts start falling like leaves which have died because it is you and your identity with the thoughts that gives them nourishment when you are not giving them nourishment thoughts cannot exist have you met any thought somewhere standing by itself and just try to be indifferent the word of gautam buddha is upeksha just be indifferent to the whole mind and a distance will be created and will come to a point from where all nourishment to the thoughts is stopped they simply disappear they are so bubbles and the moment all thoughts disappear you will find in the same situation asking rinjai are you still here and you will wait for that great moment that great rare opportunity when the answer will be no who is this garinja
This silence is meditation. And it is not a talent. Everybody cannot be a Picasso and everybody cannot be a Ravindranath. Everybody cannot be a Michelangelo. Those are talents, but everybody can be enlightened because it is not talent, it is your intrinsic nature of which you are unaware. And you will remain unaware if you remain surrounded by thoughts The awareness of your ultimate reality arises only when there is nothing to prevent it, when there is nothingness surrounding you. The vertical line is rare that is perhaps the only rare thing in existence because it takes you on the journey of eternity and immortality And the flowers that blossom on those paths are inconceivable by the mind. And the experiences that happen are unexplainable. But in a very strange way the man himself becomes the expression. His eyes show the depths of his heart, his gestures so the grace of the vertical movement, his whole life radiates, pulsates, and creates a field of energy those who are not prejudiced 
those who are not already determined and concluded i feel sorry for them but those who are open unprejudiced have not concluded yet they will immediately start feeling the pulsation the radiation and a certain synchronicity between the heart of the man of vertical with the heart of the man who is not yet vertical but the moment the synchronicity happens in that same moment you start also moving vertically these are words simply to explain things which are not explainable through words but those who are intelligent enough not intellectuals those are the people full of rubbish never get mixed up with the intellectuals and intelligence intelligence is a pure clarity of seeing a perceptivity the intellectual is a computer he is a memory intelligence is not memory intelligence is a sharp sword which penetrates directly into reality once it sees it it is said mahakashyapa himself a prince had gone to see gautam buddha
but he was very simple, innocent, unprejudiced, having no belief systems, no philosophy, no theology. He simply touched the feet of Buddha, looked into the eyes of Buddha, and everything happened. Some transfer of light Something invisible, some meeting of the heart, some merging. He never asked a single question to Gautam Buddha. Even others became aware of the fact that all the disciples asked questions. This Mahakashyapa is strange. He simply sits under a tree. He has almost monopolized the tree. Everybody knows that don't sit there, Mahakashyapa will sit. He sits there, if Buddha speaks good, if Buddha does not speak good, slowly, slowly older disciples approached Mahakashyapa, particularly Sariputra, who was very close disciple of Gautam Buddha, and asked Mahakashyapa, don't you have a question? Mahakashyapa said, all my questions have been answered the moment He looked into my eyes. The moment I touched his feet, I have not been a body, I am just a consciousness and the body is my house. All identity with the body was broken in a single split moment. He simply is described in the Buddhist scriptures only once when another 
king was offering Gautam Buddha a great valuable diamond and Buddha said, drop it. Reluctantly, because it was a very valuable diamond, but before 10,000 people, if you have offered it, and Buddha says, drop it, he dropped it. He has also brought a very rare flower a lotus which has blossomed untimely. It was not the time for lotuses. He offered Buddha that flower and he again says, drop it. He dropped it but he felt very strange that my gifts are not being accepted, hurt, and Buddha said, drop it. And now he had nothing to drop. So he looked all around that, what to make of it? Is this man mad? I dropped the diamond, I dropped the flower. Those two things were in my both hands. Now I don't have anything to drop. This is the moment where Mahakashyapa is mentioned once only. Ten thousand sannyasins were utterly silent because it is a strange thing. Buddha has never done that. He has accepted anybody will bring a flower or a gift, he will accept it. But Mahakashyapa sitting under his monopolized tree <laughs> laughed loudly. He had not spoken to anybody He has been there for four years. This was, was the first time he has made some kind of expression. He laughed. And this was even more hurting. The king said, why are you laughing? He said, I am laughing. 
because you are not dropping yourself. He is not concerned about your flower and about your diamond. Drop yourself. And I say with my experience that before he said anything, I had dropped myself. He had to lean and hold me up and our eyes met and everything happened. Mahakashyapa is perhaps the most mysterious disciple of Gautam Buddha, but the most perceptive. That was the rare moment when Buddha looked into Mahakashyapa's eyes. That was the moment when eternity penetrated time, when the vertical penetrated the horizontal. And just a single moment can be such a radical change. Beautiful were those days golden are their memories. It looks very far away and faint now. But my effort here is to make this a small island a part of eternity where those innocent moments, those innocent experiences are still possible. Nothing is said, nothing is heard, and yet The heart starts dancing in the tune with the Master.
the universal and the eternal are the same only man has become more and more drowned in darkness in india the seers have divided this part of time as kali yuga the age of darkness they were certainly very perceptive now everybody seems to be completely closed somebody is a christian somebody is a hindu somebody is a mohammedan before experiencing anything they have decided what is true and what is false before coming in contact with a living source they have covered themselves completely defensively they are afraid that if they open up all their prejudices will look stupid and all their belief systems will fall down i'm here in my own land but i consider myself a foreigner people are afraid to enter the gate of the commune the fear is of hypnosis and they don't understand what hypnosis is the fact is they are hypnotized from their very childhood to worship a monkey god 
बिकॉज नो इंटेलिजेंट मैन विल डू दैट दे हैव बीन हिप्नोटाइज टू वर्शिप एन एलिफेंट गार्ड This is possible only through constant repetition from the very childhood by the whole society around that it becomes a conditioning in them otherwise they will also think what they are doing but they never think thinking is one of the greatest crime so nobody thinks everybody believes but if you want to reach to the heights of a buddha or to the heights of a chantazu then you will have to drop all belief systems and you will have to drop all thoughts which have been given to you by others which are borrowed a man came to chongtazu one day and was arguing about chongtazu said wait just i want to know one thing would you like to use somebody's shoes he said why should i use somebody else's shoes chongtazu said you are so alert about your legs about your feet but you are not so aware about your head because every thought that you have is somebody else it is not yours you have heard it you have read it you have been told you have gathered from the atmosphere and you have never thought that you don't have a single thought of your own in fact 
there is no thought which is your own. There is only clarity, perceptivity, silence, understanding, intelligence, which are your own. And with these, you can be ready for the eternity to enter into the world of time. It is the greatest moment I cannot conceive of anything more valuable or more precious it makes you the whole universe it takes away all your boundaries which are really imprisonment it makes you a bird on the wing in the open sky No, something serious. <laughs> because we have been <laughs> in a non-serious world so long. A man goes into a bar and orders a beer. When he is served, he reaches into his breast pocket and lifts out a perfectly formed little figure, four inches tall. Then he pulls out a thimble and places it on the bar, a beer for my friend here too. He requests and go easy on the head. Is he far real? Ask the bartender, he is, says the man. Can he talk? Persist the bartender, he can, 
replies the man. Arnold, he goes on, tell this guy about the time we were on safari and you called the witch doctor a black son of a bitch. <laughs> Silver man is killed in an accident and Mendel Kravitz is sent to break the news to his wife. Be careful how you will tell her, advises a friend. She is a very delicate woman. Mendel knocks on the door and Mrs. Silverman comes out. Are you the widow of Silverman? <laughs> Silverman? He asks, Certainly not, she replies. Wanna wet, <laughs> says Mendel. <laughs> An African tribe is living through a famine and having a bad time with its crops. The chief calls a meeting and says, we will send a telegram to the Russians telling them that we are having agricultural problems and need their help. They will send seeds, tractors and 100 young technicians to help us. Then we will send a telegram to the Americans telling them that the Russians are helping us and the Americans will send us seats and tractors and 100 technicians. When all the technicians arrive, we will eat them.
The copyright of this recording and music, 1988 and 2009, Osho International Foundation, Switzerland. <laughs>